0: Log Talk Radio.
2: That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made that us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday was Wow Wednesday. And we started off talking to our girl Vivian with her socially conscious segment. And Vivian talked about how the New York City schools is getting a record-breaking $13 million. And it will go primarily to the schools with the highest needs. But we're also happy to say that the teachers will be getting a well-needed raise Uh. Praise be to God, because, ooh, based on the stories that we've been doing on this show alone, teachers need a huge raise. I know, you know, they've been kind of off the meter themselves, but I got to tell you, you know, when you think about the things that these teachers are up against, you know, half of us can't even deal with our own kids. And now we've got people who are really willing and dedicated to, you know, take on our children on a daily basis. We we got to pray for them. We have definitely got to pray for them. And uh, we need to give them a little more money because I tell you, you couldn't pay me enough to be a teacher. <laughs> no, ma'am. No, sir. Uh, we also talked about uh the teachers who are in the vicinity of the Satan Club in the after school programs out in Pennsylvania. Yes, uh, there was some big court war and uh, you know, some people were trying to keep the satanic temple uh from getting in the school, as we have done stories about before, and uh, they lost. Uh, They have agreed and approved for the Satanic Temple to be in the after-school programs, which means they have access to our children and our teachers, and not only are they in the school but they have said that the students do not need any signed permission slip to attend the meetings. so uh, the children can decide to attend and they shall attend if they want to because the parents don't have to say yay or nay can you imagine that this is what these people are doing again They are taking the decision-making out of the hands of us parents. And uh, this is why I tell you, we have to definitely introduce our children to Jesus because I guarantee you that satanic temple is going to have something that is going to be appealing. Yeah. And do you really want your child to sign up? For that satanic class, well, i tell you one thing. These, you know, satanic temple clubs may not necessarily be in our faces, but they're out there. They're out there. They may not even be called the satanic temple, but they're out there. Okay? So listen, beware. Stand up. Get out here. Sign your petitions, protest, march, because they may not win everywhere. They just won in Pennsylvania. But they may not win in your jurisdiction. They may not win in your school. So, you know, just uh, make sure that you are on your game and you're on your A game because uh, the next conversation that took place. Uh, the ladies talked about the ways Satan seeks to destroy us on a regular basis and we talked about how he plants those doubts and lies and yes, we know that's his infamous way of getting in. You know how it goes down. You know, God tells us one thing and we're riding that, you know, that's the, We're riding that piece of information. And as soon as something goes wrong, now we're doubting God. Now we're doubting what we heard. Now we're doubting what we read. Now we're doubting what we've been told. And uh, the enemy slithers in just like that. Just like that in no time. We also talked about how He will tempt us with sexual immorality. And let me tell you something. It ain't as subtle as you think, and it ain't as blatant as you think. You know, in other words, you know, there are times when the enemy shows himself, and he's showing himself, not as an angel of light. He's showing himself for exactly who he is. But for some reason, we become weakened. You know, we can't always say that Satan comes through a back door. We know he does. But there are times when you're looking right at this thing here and the bells and the whistles and the alarms are going off and we just ain't paying attention. So we can't say that the enemy always comes, you know, as as something undetected. Because he will. Oh, he definitely will. But nah, I'm sorry. We can't put it out there like we half the time we looking at the thing, and we like I know I ain't got no business doing this, but it ain't gonna be for that long. Or uh, you know, it, 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 you justify it. That's what the, I, I, I you justify it. You end up thinking of 15 ways, 15 reasons why you gonna do this thing, and it ain't gonna be for that long. You know, it's only because it's this person. Um, how can you say no? Yeah, yeah, he's not gonna want me no more. You know, he's gonna think I'm this. He's gonna think I'm that. I'm gonna lose him. Nah, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's get this thing together. All righty. So, uh, come on. I, I'm I'm gonna challenge you today to think of just one way. That the enemy seeks to destroy us on a regular, ongoing basis. Because let me tell you something. When the word of God tells us that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, oh, that is no joke. Because he's not coming to pat you on the shoulder. He's not coming to say, here I am. He's coming to take you out. I mean out. Annihilate you. He ain't trying to leave no remnants. Okay? So we're going to have to get on our guard. We're going to have to make sure we're doing what God tells us to do. We're going to have to make sure that we do exactly, exactly what we're being told by the leader, by the word of God. Because remember, whatever that leader tells you, it needs to match up with the Word of God. Yeah, it never, it never should not match up with the Word of God. All right, all right. Well, you know we got that fabulous finish with the faith over fear segment with our Pastor Charlene Bid yesterday. That icing on the cake that we need. All right, all right. So, today is Therapeutic Thursday, the day we talk about our health. Now, this this here can be your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your financial health, any health we can get in, and uh, we want to make sure you get a full-fledged Blessing today Okay, as every other day You might tune in Is due time with Pastor Steph You're in for a blessing I promise you, I promise you, I promise you Okay So Oh, we have a nice morning ahead of us So I'm gonna Send you to go get that healthy breakfast Go tell somebody That it's due time when the Step is on, and whatever you do, make sure you go nowhere, because we will be right back.
1: Psoriatic arthritis is a type of inflammatory arthritis that causes joint pain and fatigue, often invisible. Fatigue can be a major problem for many people with PSA. To get a better understanding of what it's like to live with chronic fatigue, we asked some psoriatic arthritis patients to describe it.
0: I'll just sit in my chair for two hours because I can't summon the will to get up and move.
2: If I were to describe my fatigue as an animal, it would probably be a turtle. Not only do I move slowly, fatigue also makes me retreat into my shell.
0: Fatigue is like when you get your blood taken at the doctor, but instead of blood, the energy slowly gets pulled from my body.
2: Everybody's been through a move before in their lifetime. For me, fatigue feels like moving day every day.
1: Fatigue isn't something you can sweep under the rug. Learning how to talk about it with your doctor is a first step in starting to feel better. To get tips and support to fight back against your fatigue, visit creakyjoints.org forward slash
2: PSA Fatigue. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. The day we talk about our health. Yes. In many shapes, forms, and fashions. You know, we're pretty creative over here. When we talk about getting that therapy in on a Thursday morning, you know, sometimes that therapy is laughter. Laughter. And uh, sometimes it's in another form. But God is good because we always find a way to get our therapy in each week. Alrighty? Alrighty. Well, you know what t- this morning is. This morning is our immediate health tip for the day. And today, you know, we're going to talk about helping ourselves live longer. And, you know, we've been reading about, you know, there are all those people out there who are really blessed to live a long life. And when you read about, you know, what they say, you know, what did you do to live so long? You know, some people have lived to be over 100 years old. Now, everybody don't want to live that long. But, you know, for those of you who are willing to ride it as long as God has you here, we're going to talk about one of the ways that you can, and that is adding those important foods That you need to help you live a long life If God has it for you to be here that long Alrighty Alrighty Well, the first food they say Vegetables Yes So (laughs) They say Excuse me uh, You know vegetables are on the list You know, with all of the different Um Antioxidants uh, that vegetables carry and help our body. You know those antioxidants help protect our cells from free radicals, which play that major role in disease and chronic illness. And you know that means that no matter what you know kind of vegetables you eat, as long as you you know, take care of the vegetables. You're not cooking them, you know, until all the low nutrients and stuff are out of them. It, you're going to live a little longer, yes, because your colon is taken care of and, you know, you need that colon. You need that colon. You need that colon flushed on a regular basis. And they say you need to prioritize with vegetables such as broccoli. Cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Now, you know, cauliflower and Brussels sprouts are not the most, you know, famous vegetables, but they are amongst the best. Okay? And to be honest with you, they don't, you know what um, Brussels sprouts are? No cabbage. Yeah. And they're good. They're good. They're good. Those particular three protect us against. DNA damage And cancer Okay, and you know that's a monster Out here That cancer is a true monster Number two Excuse me Fruit Make sure you get that fruit In you As fruit is also High in Antioxidants They say when you eat fruit It helps to keep Yes, it helps to keep the skin on Because the skin is what contains the pectin Which is the soluble fiber that's good for the gut Remember I talked about that colon? Yes, it keeps that colon flush So for those of you who juice your um, uh, vegetable and fruit You really need to make sure you blend because blending keeps the skin on. When you juice, it gets rid of the most important part of your vegetable, okay? So just make sure you get those blueberries in, okay? And they say they are extremely high in antioxidants, and it's linked to longevity. Okay? Alrighty. Legumes. Yes, that's the next thing. On our list. We want to make sure we get those legumes in. They say that legumes are full of protein and fiber. They don't contain saturated fat all. Cholesterol. Okay. They say that people who live over a hundred years old and are in good health, they really consume a lot of beans. Okay? So, uh come on, come on, come on. I, I know when you're kids you don't really like to eat a lot of beans. Yeah, I don't know what it is about beans and children. <laughs> They don't do well together. But as you get older, there are so many different beans out here. You can surely, you can surely find a bean that you like. I mean, there's got to be something out there. It's so vast. It is so vast. So just, you know, try different types of beans. Alrighty, there's a bag of beans that have all all different kinds of beans in it. You know how you can get that bagel that has everything on it, everything bagel. Well, there there are bags of beans like that. They're called everything beans. Yeah, it has. I mean, all like five, six different types of beans. So you know, buy that, cook it, and see what kinds you like the best. You know, come on. We're adults now. We, we got to think about taking care of that temple of the Holy Spirit. God, we can't be sick. We can't be sick. All right, number four. Uh, whole grains is on that list, such as oats, quinoa, and brown rice. And we have done our study on how effective and potent oatmeal is to our body day. Yes. They say that oats, quinoa and brown rice they are all full of fiber and they help keep the blood sugar levels steady and it protects us against type 2 diabetes. So you definitely uh, you, a lot of people who have Type 2 and type 1 diabetes, yeah, they're not here as long as, yeah. That, that is one thing that will help to take you out of here because it really plays, you know, a, a, a big, 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 you really got to control your diabetes. Yeah, that that is something that you can control and let me tell you something, it is controllable, especially if it's type 2. Especially if it's type 2 Okay Type 1, you can't do anything about that Type 2 is definitely controllable We gotta make sure we eat properly If we don't eat properly We are doomed Alrighty They say that people with type 2 diabetes Their life expectancy is cut by 8 years Compared to people who don't have it I'm telling you Diabetes will do a job on your body, so we got to make sure we get that under control, okay? Okay, so they're saying that, you know, that those whole grains definitely assist you in keeping those blood sugar levels down. All right, we're talking about chia seeds or flax seeds. Let me tell you something about chia seeds or flax seeds. You don't even know it's in your food. Nope. (laughs) By the time you, you know, um, if you buy it already in the powder form and you put it in your baked goods or your cereal or your smoothies, you have no idea it's even in there. You know, they say it's a great source of soluble fiber, which, again, helps with that digestion and it helps reduce cholesterol and it keeps that flow, keeps that colon clean and flowing, all right? Nuts, 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 nuts. Let me tell you something, nuts, legumes, always on the list. Any list we talk about, those two things are always on the list. It's on this list, too, and they say that nuts, have several nutrients linked to longevity, including fiber, plant-based protein, antioxidants, and unsaturated fats, which are beneficial to what? Your heart health, okay? Um, If you have a food processor, that's another way to get your nuts and seeds into your um, smoothies, into your baked goods. They say, you know, just drop some nuts into your favorite salad, and uh, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Okay? Uh, Fermented foods. We're talking about living longer this morning mentioned foods are on the list sauerkraut come on you know you eat that Frank that hot dog throw that sauerkraut on there they say it's filled with good bacteria that's linked to helping our overall health okay alright what else are we talking about we're talking about living longer okay alright Sweet potato, oh, sweet potato. The potato you don't have to add anything to. Have you ever just put a big potato in the oven? Man, or on the stove for a little bit, for a little bit, just to soften it up and then maybe stick it in the oven? Well, they say that sweet potatoes are full of fiber and antioxidants They have 400% of the vitamin A that we need every day, and it benefits our overall immune system. For those of you who always get holes and all that kind of stuff, come on, come on, come on. Eat that sweet potato. Avocado is the next thing on this list. Now, I always say, oh, it's so bland, blah, 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 blah. Yes, you're right, it's bland. But if you hook up an avocado... Oh my goodness, it is delicious. They say that avocados are a good source of mono unsaturated fatty acid, acids. Excuse me, it helps to lower inflammation. It supports cardiovascular health, and they're also full of fiber and antioxidants. All right, the last thing on our list. Now listen up, people. Dark. Chocolate (laughs) Nacho milk Chocolate So don't be going out there getting no Twix No you know Hershey bar And then talk about Pastor Steph said That if you want to live longer They say go get some chocolate I didn't say chocolate I said dark Chocolate Okay which is Which shows up on a lot of our lists as well And um They're saying That like Blueberries There are a lot of polyphenols, which are especially good for your heart health. So, you know, get that little dark chocolate, drop it off in your little smoothie or whatever have you. So, again, let's run that list. If you want to live a little longer, get those vegetables, that fruit, the legumes, the whole grains, chia seeds or flax seeds, nuts, fermented foods, Sweet potato, avocado, and dark
0: chocolate. All right? All right.
2: Don't say you didn't get your health tip today. It's Therapeutic Thursday. That's how we start our mornings all the time. You know, we've been reading that there are people who are crossing over that 100-year mark, and when they ask, what have you done? To aid, we know God gives life. We know can nobody wish to be over 100, and that's the only thing they do when they make it. We know God has every bit to do with that. But we, you know, faith without works is dead. We've got to take care of our bodies, that temple of the Holy Spirit. We can't tear it down and expect God to, you know, bless us with long life. we we got a job to do. Okay? Alright, so don't say you want not want. You know, we always go over our health tips And we're blessed Again, to get this stuff for free We're not paying for this Nutritious These nutritious tips We get those things for free So, give God thanks that There are things that we can do To let Him know that Yes, God, I do want to stay here just a little longer Alright? All right. Well This morning, we have a guest who I've been after for a minute. Yeah, we connected quite some time ago. And um, finally, through all of the busy schedules, we were able to finally connect. And I found out that he's a homegrown individual. here from New York, no longer in New York. But from New York, so let's say good morning to our Pastor Jason Powell. Good morning, Pastor Jason.
1: Good morning, Coach. How you doing this morning?
2: I am all right. You can just call me Pastor Steph. You know, we all kick informal here. Yes. Uh, glad to have you all with us this morning. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us this morning why don't you tell us who Pastor Jason Powell is?
1: Oh, all right. Well, that's no problem. Um, I just sometimes I just don't know where to start at. But um, uh, let me go ahead and start here. I'm born and raised in uh, Southside, Jamaica, Queens. So the Lord has always told me never to forget where I come from. And so I thank God for my upbringing. Um, I'm a husband. I am also a uh, father of my beautiful children and, and my, my wonderful wife, um, um, Pastor Kim. Uh, she should be on the line this morning. I'm um, also an entrepreneur of the brand called J. Powell Collection, uh, which is the BTL, which stands for Bowtie Life. Um, so I'm also the COO of um, Amber Skywear, my daughter. Um, me and her have partnered up together, and she has her own eyeglasses business. And so I just go ahead and support her and and, and try to break a cycle uh, which was not introduced to me when I was coming up um, at the end of the day. Uh, My father was an entrepreneur in his own right, which he had owned a bar back in the days uh, on Hollis um, Boulevard, which was called the Powell's Place. It was a bar. And and that was just something that was a job for him, but not something that was passed down uh, to his children. So I believe that... um, The position I'm in is to help build a legacy for my children and educate them um, while they're living uh, here on Earth. So, that's just a little bit about me.
2: All right. Southside Jamaica, Queens. All right, I got to ask you real quick, real quick, real quick. Do you, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to tell you something, just because we pastors, that don't mean we don't watch. But do you have time to watch Raising Canaan? I'm just asking. I'm just asking.
1: Oh, that's a, I think that's a great que- question. Um, as long as I have a, a DVR and I can record it, uh, which I do, uh, I got an opportunity to watch all of those, um, uh, all the stars, uh, all of the shows that, you know, 50 had produced. Um, uh, and, and I think a number of reason why I probably watch it a little bit more uh, is because we grew up in that era. And so when I was young, I used to always see um, – 50, which at that time we called a boo, boo and so when when you when you take a product like that um, from where you came from, and you see the turnaround um, or the success of a person, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard not to watch unless you envy envious of a person. Uh, even envy people still watch people, um, but at the end of the day, I'm extremely uh, grateful and appreciative of his success um, because I got opportunities to see the low. And the bottom of it, and to see where where he's at now, um, it, it brings uh, a lot more joy or or drive to a person when you see that.
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and
1: yeah.
2: you know I also ask because you know people tend to believe that just because we're pastors, we don't get our TV on. You know, we don't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> right. You know, you have. To you know you have to pick wisely because you ain't got a whole lot of time yeah. to actually sitting in front of the boom right. as they call it. But like you said, you know it it it's actually interesting to watch, um, you know where people come from and where they go, and you know I guess it would be you know really um, you know a, a bonus for you. Like you said, if you've seen a person for where they come from and to actually watch the rise. And these are very successful and well-written shows, whether we agree with the lifestyles or not, very well-written as well as portrayed. You know, these people do their job. They really do their thing. So I'm glad you actually, I did ask you that question because I didn't actually realize that you actually knew or was as familiar with him. I was just asking because, you know, Southside Jamaica Queens. complete. Right. We got to what happens in our right, hood. Right, right, so right, we always look right, for the right. little landmarks. Do you do that? Look for little landmarks.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolute, <laughs> absolutely. You know, that's almost what makes you a little bit more relatable sometimes. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I didn't grow up in Hollywood. So that's a different era. You know what I mean? So I walked to yep. the boulevard to get coffee. They, they yep. had to walk to the Hollywood Avenue. I don't know, but it's different. Right. You know, I didn't get my coffee delivered. I had that's to go get some bodega while somebody was in front of the store who was selling drugs, asked me if I wanted to buy some Lucy's. No, I just came to get some coffee. Yep, yep, yep. You know,
2: you know um, that, that's that's. I'm glad I did ask because that helps make you, it makes you more relatable to us actually and listen, like mm-hmm. I said to you last night, it's not an interview, it's a conversation. So that's a nice little segue yes. into where we're going. You know, what what drew me to you when I saw your in your profile, you had written a book and the title is what really, really caught my attention. And the mm-hmm. title is and I'll let you say the title. I won't you know speak quicker than you. What is right. the name your book.
1: Um, The name of my book is called um, I Delayed Me, and um, my delay has a purpose. And so uh, with that being said, you know, I took a little piece of my life, not everything, and I put it inside of a book, but I also used some foundation scriptures that I truly believe have blessed me uh, during my process or change or coming into knowing who I am. And I think a lot of times we think we know who we are and we really don't know who we are. So we go through life and we go through a process thinking that we are somebody and we're really not. And so if I thought I was a person who was on the ground, I was ambitious and I was hungry, that was a part of some of my characteristics, but also in my environment, I grew in, they made me hard. And so my environment taught me things like, hey, you know, uh, uh, love will get you killed. But at the end of the day, Love covers a multitude of sin according to the Bible, according to what the Lord says about love, love thy neighbor. And I think that is a part where um, naturally and spiritually as people we do struggle because God gave us a blueprint on how we should live and then we're in an environment that teaches us how we should live at that particular time. And it's always in front of us, produced to us, taught to us said to us you know what I mean so when I think about um, this particular book it was during the pandemic time and it's just a time or a season where I got an opportunity to just sit down and go ahead and write and be able to express myself on a piece of paper so I'm not a rapper so I can't express myself through a booth so everybody's path is different everybody's job or creativity is different, or how they are creative, or however they do certain things, and that's the difference, because my DNA is going to be different than your DNA. My fingerprint is different than your fingerprint. So if anything that looks like me, sounds like me, is just a copycat. It is not authentic, and it's not real. And so I realized that God was designing me, well, he has designed me to be authentic, but then I had to identify who I am. And I think through this process of writing this book down, he was really stamping this seal on my identity. And when I think about the book uh, as a whole, I had to go into scripture um, to look at the life of Moses. And what we don't do sometimes is we don't look at other people's life and see how it could be beneficial to us. Not that my path will be like Moses, Right. But I think sometimes what we, we neglect is the, is the fair warnings with other people. God doesn't want us to make them the same mistakes as other people did. But sometimes he will show you their life so you won't make that mistake. Now, in all things, get understanding. And so what, what happens is I don't think that people want to view it that way. They just want to do it their own way. And so warning comes before destruction. And so, you know, I just really talk about those things in the Bible, but i got to give honor to an honor is due because, respectfully, um, I really, uh, when I was going through a transition in my life through hardship, I think a lot of things got birthed out in pain um, because part of one of the chapters in my book, I talk about losing my father, uh, and my father was uh, my biggest cheerleader. So when you're young, and the only thing that co-signs you when you feel insecure, or when you feel rejected, or you feel like uh, I'm nobody, I had a father. My biological father wasn't there for me, and so he passed away with cancer. Um, that really pretty much shattered or hardened my heart. Um, as a young man, you know, trying to live, you know, in a tough environment, right? And so one thing that blessed me, I would say you know years ago um was t d Jakes. and like I said, we want to give honor to what honors due um there was a particular scripture i mean that scripture it was a quote that he always quoted or what I saw, and I kind of um always lived by, and that quote had blessed my whole entire life um I, let me let me try a phrase real quick. I believe it says it says um um, um, it talks about being in an environment, right, that that you've been in an environment that is not producive or it is not um, being burst out, right? So let me look it up real quick. Most highly successful people did not develop an environment of success, they evolved into it. Most highly successful people did not develop in an environment of success, they evolved into it. So when we think about the hand that has been dealt with, uh, dealt to us, that God has given us, is not always a successful hand. We got to play that hand. And sometimes you got to learn how to put a poker face on. Sometimes you got to look stern. You got to look things in its eye and, and go ahead and play your hand that was dealt to you. Because every time or whatever situation you may be in may not be a positive it can look like a negative. But that's why the Bible tells us to live by faith and not by sight. And so that particular scripture, sorry, that quote, had blessed my life when I was just in a place of not really knowing who God was. I wasn't, you know, I think we all grew up and said that we was a Christian and stuff like that, but I really wasn't living a lifestyle um, um, that was one, pleasing to God. I wasn't trying to follow anything, but there was still something that was dear to me that continued to keep me motivated. And I think there... Uh, was something that really blessed me or encouraged me to continue to keep on going. Um, no matter where I was in my life, uh, no matter how down I felt, it was something that, that, that triggered in me. And, and I thank God for it is because I would never ever want to give my life, turn it over and to do it again. Um, because I was not born or raised inside of the church. Listen, I was born and raised in South Jamaica, Queens. And I never take that for granted, but I think what happens with people is that when Scripture talks about that we overcome by the words of our testimony, I believe people have to hear the authentic testimony, not how successful or where I am now. you got to talk about the dirtiness you got to talk about the struggle. You got to talk about being locked up. You got to talk about the multiple women. You got to talk about the drugs. You got to talk about the shootouts. You got to talk about all those different things because when you analyze it, it wasn't you that got you out of the situation. It was only God. And he was the only one that still had his hand on a sinner like me to bring me to another place to let you know that I have something greater for you. And I think when I started to unfold and, 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 and write this book, it really had me to weep. Is because I had to deal with something that I covered up. And so what happens is people don't deal with their feelings sometimes. They don't even deal with their emotions, right? So for a prime example, uh, we was taught as men or, or boys, don't you cry, suck that up. Don't you shed no tear. Be a man. And part of that it's the emotions that God put in me, uh-huh. and those things must be expressed. And I think we, 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 we was taught to shut those things down. And so when you talk about writing this book, in the past time my father was 25 years ago, and I'm writing this book, I had to weep and cry because I was the only one to receive the phone call five minutes before my father died. And I, that was his last voice I ever heard. Before I even started school that day, and some people may know, but that was junior high school, 72, right there on Guy Ogu. That was my first year going to that school, and a friend of mine was coming to pick me up, and he called right before I went to school. But that whole summer, I went to go see my father in the hospital, but you know how it is. I got to get an outfit before school start. I'll never forget the outfit I wore. And so I went to the Coliseum, you know, had to cop me a few things and, you know, make sure I looked fresh the first day going to school. And that was the only day that I didn't go see my father. And then the next day he called the house and he asked to speak to my mom. And I heard his voice and he spoke to my mom. And then about five, ten minutes later, the doctor called and said he was gone. And so when I think about a shatter in my life from the very jump, have brought me to a very low place in my life. And that's why I talked through some of the chapters and I wanted everybody able to read it through different chapters. Not a continuation, but, but a place where when you have a black African American man growing up in a poverty type of area, and some area, of us have the, of the same, story, same but story, but I just lost I my just father, lost at, my father at a young, to young to age to cancer. And that is what shattered the boy in me because the boy had to be developed and then the man had to be developed. We don't stop growing physically, but guess what happens? If we don't mature, we are just in a man's body and we're still a boy. And so that's where immaturity comes in at. And we don't make right decisions later on in our life because something we've been broken with and never dealt with it. And so, you know, that was part of the initial. Um, book uh, I'm sorry an initial chapter about just the loss of a father a cheerleader the biggest mentor the pusher in your life because when that absence was there was when that absence came about then drugs came about, then okay, wait, wait, came wait, about
2: wait 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 a wait wait a, minute. Wait a minute. I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to go there yet. I don't yet. want to
1: unload. I, I don't no, want to unload. I don't want to go, do well, go there yet. I not want to
2: go there yet. I want to go there. I want to stick, you know, a pin in some of the things you said. Um, so you kind of answered one of the things I was going to ask you, you know, the, the birth, you know, what made you even write the book and, and things like that. Because a lot of times, you know, it's funny you brought up something. I'm going to kind of shift gears real little quickly Uh, you know you brought up something that God has been giving me for the past mm, nine months or so and I've been talking to um, different pastors about you know we're in an era where you know we can't just tell people Jesus saves we can't just tell people you know, that Jesus changes your life. We can't just tell people this. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, the quickest thing people will tell you these days, you don't understand, you don't know where I've been. And, you know, you have to constantly say to them, well, just because I don't wear my life and my past on my sleeve, you don't know whether I understand or not. You just think I don't understand. But in actuality, partly that's our fault because, like you said, we don't share. We don't tell. We right. don't put it out there so people think that you've just arrived. You have not been through anything. And we're you're absolutely right, Pastor Jason. We're going to have to tell the story of the time when the bullet went past our head you know, because we were somewhere we weren't supposed to be, or where we lied and said we were in a place, and we should have been in b place and or vice versa um you know that yeah. that's that that's definitely that's a season we are definitely in now. We are going to have mm-hmm. to tell these raw stories, which is why yeah. the title attracted me so much because. You know, we don't talk about how, you know, we uh, should have been on this path, but because we deviated and we, we ended up taking this long detour to get to where yeah. God wanted us to be. And now, you know, instead of getting in, in 11 days, it took us 40 years. <laughs> so, you know, we That's had right. one That's pastor right. come on, and he talked about how it took him post-baptism, He said 35 Mm. years post-baptism. So sometimes, Mm. you know, it does take that long, and a lot of times, you're right, it's not until we go back and we start looking at, you know, where we've been and and, and what helped to, you know, uh, get us to where we were. What did we do? What did we do? So, you know, a Mm. lot of people um have lost, you know, uh parents, you know, young in life yeah. and you know, a lot of times it does take us, you know, um into a zone where you shouldn't have gone. Um, you yeah. know, I I thank you for even, you know, sharing, you know, even that part of the introduction and, and how the book was birthed, um You know, from that point, because a lot of people just don't put it out there. And we are just not at the point where we can't anymore. Other people's lives are relying on our openness and transparency. And we're going to do what God has charged us to do, go out and make disciples. We want to tell that story. It may not, just telling the story, you know, may help us to get delivered from some some things. So um, thank you for even sharing um, that much. Now, I'm I'm looking at you. I did ask you for a table of contents, and I want you to briefly um, talk about the delay. So you said, okay, Mm. well, now, you know, you step into another zone, and I stopped you purposely because I didn't want you to go there too quickly, Um, but the delay, you know, and and for those who are listening, you fill in the blank. Let this testimony, let this story, let this, you know, um, history help you understand what your delay was. So what was a delay? Because it may not be the only delay, but what was, you know what, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: what would you say okay. was the first delay? And that's the only thing I want you to touch on: the first delay.:
1: wow. Oh wow. Um, I think that whew, that was that's, that's kind of heavy, that's because, um, you know, when I think about delay now from this place, i' I'm, I'm, I'm truly an ambitious person. And, and I'm a go-getter and I think you are the same way and it's like whatever is in front of me you know my job is to conquer it right but I also realize if, if, if as ambitious people and if we don't learn from what we are faced with sometimes it can feel like if we don't accomplish it we're rejected from it and it, it, it puts a, a damper like on our emotions of getting those things accomplished so when I think about the delay from the aspect now of where I am that my delay has purpose my delay does not mean I am denied and so what happens is is that that's like a sales rep selling something to a customer and the customer says no the first time my job is to overcome the objection of that no to go ahead and tell the customer what they may need the features about it the benefits about it and I think from that delay part of it, knowing that I really was not denied, but I needed to try again. And so when I look at the delay of my life, I had to go to scriptures to understand a few things, right? And I looked at Moses' life, and I wanted to figure out why did God delay the children of Israel when Moses was leading them? And then I looked at Moses of how imperfect Moses was. He was a stutterer. So that means that he did not even have the approval of man. He didn't have the stature of man. He didn't have the uh, confidence in himself. And so you talk about a person like me, I just didn't have the confidence. I mean, I'm humbled to be on the radio station to be able to talk because at one point I didn't talk. One point I did not open myself up the way I'm opening myself up to now. And so when I look at it from there, is that the reason why God why Delayed God Moses delayed. on his journey Paraphrasing Is because his enemies If he would have went the, the shorter route His enemies would have killed him And so what I think about it now Is that he took Moses The long way So he can spare Moses and the children of Israel's lives And so, so Some things in your life Is not for you to go through The short route But many a times it's for you to go the longer route. It's because process is the most successful thing in your life, not the destination. So what happens is is that we as people, we give up in the process. And so when I think about my delay, I've given up on the process of life, of certain things that I was supposed to go through because my process is what builds me. My process is what builds character, longevity, stamina. And so when I've been delayed by God, some things were solely on me, but God graced me to be able to still continue to keep on going, to continue to keep on fighting. And so we got to make sure that that our environment doesn't tell us to speed up a process when we was really supposed to be baked. Your life is about Mm -hmm. you being baked, not about a microwave, We know a microwave will produce faster, but there is also a lot of radiation in the microwave. And so we got to sometimes stay in a place being hibernated, being baked, being marinated, get all the information that we need so when it is time for us to move forward, right, that we won't delay no more processes in our life. And so when I think about it as a whole, I think that God had just had me in a place where he was – building my character, which we don't talk a lot about those things, is because character is a thing that is not a gift. You have to learn the character of being a be I mean, you have to learn about a, being, having character in your life, being honest, being genuine, being loved, all those different things. And I just believe through that delayed process is where God was really building up the Jason and not the 2-5, because 2-5 was street. Q5 uh, was hood. Q5 has still been a part of my process in who who I am today. Uh, But at the end of the day, God was birthing out the Jason Powell of who he called us to be. Amen? So it's just like those things there has been a thing where uh, my delay, my delay, uh, has not been a deny in God's eye. So... I hope that Wow, makes sense wow, wow, well, you
2: know, you just you just spoke a mouthful, you know. My daughter and I were talking last night about, um, some things or yesterday about some things and you know, when we talk about that microwave versus baked um mm-hmm. process. You know, we always talk about this generation, you know, they want the microwave Version of everything, everything that you mm-hmm. know they they want in and out. They want it to happen like yesterday. They want. They don't want to mm-hmm. sit still so that they can let that baking process, you know, take place. The, you know, the, the, sometimes the microwave is the quickest way, but there are other times yeah. where need to just kind of sit still a minute and like you said kind of That's go right. through the process you know you tell a kid now you know you're gonna make eight dollars an hour man and they don't have to have an education yeah. at all they could still be in junior high school and they're like eight dollars right. I can't I can't do that I can't work no eight for eight dollars an hour but yet when we were growing right. up I was you know that That's that right. was where we were and You know, there's a lot to say about when God takes you. Like you said, you know, there was a longer road opposed to the shorter road because in going that longer route, you're going to pass certain things. You know, a lot of people don't want to take the unique route, Pastor Jason. They want to take the shortcut. They want to take the shorter route. They don't like... To go through you know that long draw now, i don 't want to you know take forever to get there. I just want to get there, I just want to get there, and they don't That's understand right. how uh,
0: right.
2: how important and how vital you know um, I, right. here's what i what I want to ask you I want to ask you. There's there's something called the holding pattern that you have here. But before we mm-hmm. get there, if it's not the same thing, I want you to give us an example of one of the areas where you had to kind of sit still in and how you knew at the end of the day that it was for the glory of God, that you did. Oh, wow because it made for a much better Jason. Just one area. You know, this journey, I had five exits. I didn't take the express.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I took the, yeah. you know, the local. I didn't get off, but I had an opportunity yeah. to kind of sit with a flat tire for a minute. Ooh, did I just? Yeah. Ooh, I like yeah. that. That was
0: good. Just that, was that good. flat
2: tire. For a minute, and Triple A took just a little too long. But at the end yeah. of the day, I realized that when I was at that particular stop, that wow. guy wow. got the got the glory out of my life.
1: Wow! Yeah, so you know, um, I'm happy you bring that up. I think um, this is a, uh, a a relatable statement. Unfortunately. So I believe um, when I was out in the streets, I was, you know, I was doing my thing. I was, you know, moving 100 miles an hour, and in my eyes, I had a lot of success. Um, not saying that everything I was doing in the streets were good, but on my end, it was positive. If it was the if it was the jury, if it was the cause, if it was the women, uh, if it was the recognition, um, I used to throw parties like every other week, uh, and those particular parties would be jam packed. And I had my face on it, everything, meeting a lot of different people. And then I came to a place where um, there was this big shootout. Um, a few people got hit. Uh, friends of mine got hit. Uh, and from there, I was still felt like I'm in a successful place because I'm making all this money off of the parties. But I realize now that people lives I was being at at, at in, uh, and, 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 you know, I'm getting pressed now by the police, by certain shootouts and all these things there. And I'm like, uh, you know, you know this is, this, first of all, it's not even cool. First, I got to worry about the police on my back. Then I got to worry about people who are trying to kill me just because they don't like what I'm doing. And it's bringing in a lot of money or revenue, right? And so one situation happened, uh, and this gentleman was killed. And... People started telling and started snitching. And when I tell you that the cops were on my back, my mom, my family, and the press was on and stuff like that, my wheels started turning a little bit. Like, I really don't want to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to wear a vest for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to have a gun on me for the rest of my life knowing that any moment, or any time, you know, my life can be uh, a history. And guess what? How, I, I really, it bothers a message. I mean, where we can praise people that's dead, but we can't praise them while they alive. Um, and so when I think about it for a moment in a season of my life, it was that I literally, Pastor, I smelled death all around me when I would get up in the morning. And, wow. and this time again, I ain't, I'm not spiritual, I don't know about God. And it was just death smell every single day. Every day it was a death smell. So, uh, you know, at that time, I didn't really know. But now God was trying to get my undivided attention that he sent another warning, another warning for you to get it together. And then so from there, I used to be on tour. We used to, you know, do the whole, you know, bang out with the whole G unit thing and stuff like that. And that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in that environment because I felt like now we built something and now the things is going to the next level. And I will never, ever forget, and I was in school at this time, um, one of the most powerful things I get for my life is what 50 Cent told me and one of my OGs told me. And 50 said to me, he said, uh, go ahead and finish up school, bro. You don't want this. And I was saying to myself, like, I don't know what you talking about, bro. I want this, man. We've been banging out for this. You kidding me? One of my other OGs told me, he said, bro, it's all, with all love and respect, this is not for you. And it didn't resonate to me until later on advice that you 100% right. Because, Pastor, I ain't trying to sit up in no jail. Not uh, like I'm, I'm trying to get myself together. Uh, so what happens uh, is, when you talk about a delay process, there's warnings in the delay. Oh. And so we take sometimes warnings as a bad thing. Warnings uh, are uh, a good thing. It's uh, warning you before the actual destruction
0: hits. Uh, uh,
1: and so what happens is, I'm in a place where I think I'm doing my thing, but guess what's parallel with me doing my thing? Pride. And pride pride blinds you, and it blindsides you because you can't see things clear because you're too proud, you're too arrogant about who you are. So it was blinding me. While I'm doing 100 miles an hour at the end of the day, if I do 100 miles an hour on a highway, a cop, if a cop sees me doing that, he's going to pull me over, and he's going to chase me down. So I'm breaking the law. And so pride and arrogance blocked me from that place. But I was in a place where God was literally put a stamp and a hold on me. And I remember when I had an encounter with God, and and we may have to talk about that some other time, but I did not have a church experience. I had a God experience. And the God experience is one time before where God had me on my face and on my knees and I cried out to the Lord. I even feel his presence now. Is because that was the most significant and most powerful thing that has changed my appetite, my desire, um, my passion for the things of God and not the things of Jason. And so what God did in that process is that he literally started to strip me. I had three cars, gone. I had girls, gone. I had money, gone. Everything was being stripped away from me. And I didn't really realize what it was at that particular time. But God did not strip me in layers because what happened is he took certain things away from me, but he didn't make me naked. Mm. Most people just take their clothes off and they're naked. But he took layers off to show me there's some filth or stench in me that got to be removed. And so when God started to unfold those things, then I started to recognize It was the hand of God in my life because I couldn't explain those particular things, especially when people around me at that time had no capacity to understand who the living God is, right? Uh. So I'm by myself. And so when you talk about a holding place, it is like God put me in a boxing ring, put me in the corner. I don't have no skill set for it, but he's in the corner with me. And he's navigating Mm -hmm. me through this process so I won't lose no more. Mm. He's building my confidence up, and he was teaching me and developing me how to be more strategic in the word of God than in my actual physical strength. Because what we do is we rely on everything that we've been gifted with, we think we know about, or how we've been hustling on the grind. And so those things, it's not that God uh, uh, did not use as a believer now, but what he did was clean up the gift he gave me, so I could have had a certain ter- certain type of gift. Let's just say if I got the gift of gas, right? And, and, and you can now go ahead and take that same gift and get and get take that same gift, let God use it, anoint it, and now you can negotiate, negotiate prices to come down, buildings, um, prices of real estate, all those different things because you have a gift to be able to talk to people their language to start bringing prices down. And so some uh-huh. things that God has gifted you with does not mean he's not going to use. But there's some gifts he has to clean up because in your process, you picked up some bad habits. Uh-huh. You have learned some bad things in uh-huh. your environment and where you are. And so I believe that, that, that where I was at that particular time or where I was going was not for my destination. It was mm-hmm. not for my destination, but to my destination, there came warning. And warning was very, very important because what we do, even as Christians, we override the Holy Spirit.
0: Uh, ooh, the the right.
1: God we serve don't force itself in our life.
0: Mm-hmm. That's why he
1: says, I knock. I'm sitting, I'm knocking at the door of your heart, but I'm not going to force, force myself in. You must open it. And so when you open yourself up to those things, then the Spirit of God can minister to you where you are. Because the Spirit of God ministers to a place where you are, and then he starts to reveal and show you where he's taking you. That's why dreams is important. Vision is important. And we got it. We got vision. Because I had vision, right? And I had uh, 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 um, um, dreams. But guess what? I started to have more nightmares than I had dreams. And so I just believed that God was fair warning me before death was there because I would smell death. And I knew that where I was in life that it could have been any time or any moment. It was not like I had a fear of it. But the problem was is that God had purpose for me. And if I didn't get the information that I needed now in my, in my, at that time in my life, then I would have made a terrible mistake, and the people who are connected to me or the vision that's connected to me or purpose that's connected to me would have went to the grave, and it would have never been burst out.
2: So. Absolutely. Ab- oh, my goodness gracious. Absolutely. You said so many things. I've been there. Oh, my goodness. You mm-hmm. said so many things. One of the things I want, I, I want to talk about um, based on what you said, I want to go back. You know a little bit. You said, you know, I didn't like to talk. Now you tell me, you this big promoter, you got all of this going on, and you didn't know how to talk, and now you give God thanks because you know how to talk. Now I I get it, I get it. Trust me, I get it. But I want you to just kind of touch on that for a minute because it kind of gets linked to what you said when you just spoke about the fact that, you know, God takes what we have throughout these years before he ultimately uses us for his glory. He takes a lot of the stuff that we have, a lot of our components, a lot of our characteristics, a lot of our gifts, a lot of our talents, and he cleans it up. And he has to clean it up before we he uses it, you know, for his glory. And that talking, yeah, that talking, you know, yeah. you also mentioned like, you know, if you have a gift of gab. But well, let me tell you something: if you're gonna be a promoter, you don't have to have the gift of gab because you got to get That's people right. to come out. You got to get people to spend that money. You got to get people to, right. to to really just consistently support you. You know, you don't want them to come out to know one party you need them to come out to that one party and their mouth is just watered so that they continue to come out party after party you need to build that attendance you don't need no one-shot deals so that but that word that that you have in your mouth that was for one purpose at that time now god has your word uh, for another purpose. So, just really quickly, yeah. I want you to elaborate on that because you touched on it in two different ways. So, just, just, just like yeah. give us a little bit.
1: Just give us a little bit. Just give us a little bit. So, so I just think about that on that level when you, when you talked about it. I just didn't have the confidence, I want to say, of probably to present or to deliver. But what I did have, and, and, and again, I had the um, promoter's mindset. And so what I did was took people who were more influential at that time. But we got influencers now.
2: But now back
1: then in the promoting time, we had to pass out flyers, if you're familiar with that. And we put up posters and all that stuff there. So what I did was put my face on it and had some others who were, like, probably more uh, influential at that time and, and had them pass out the flyers and invite their people. And what I did was I negotiated with them right? And I said, if you can get the 25 people here, I'm going to make sure you got your table. And so what I had was the the, the business mindset, but did not want to go ahead and present or talk to maybe a larger group. And so God gave me the confidence in between time. And so what I thought was, is that I was, not, uh, uh, um, I was inadequate. I did not have um, what it took or what it takes to make those things successful, and so what happens is, is the confidence was low, and so many of us are so talented and so gifted, but we have low, we have low uh, um, confidence in who we are, and so that came from a place of the environment, because when you see certain things in your environment, sometimes we think we have to conform to the environment. Anytime God calls someone to be a trailblazer or to be a leader of anything, there is going to be a sacrifice and there's going to be something different about who you are. There is something different about Martin Luther King from Malcolm X to Gandhi to all of these different people. But what we realize now through history is that they made an impact. And so what happens is, is that your life and an environment is supposed to make an impact. And it took time, it took confidence, it took that stripping, it took that alone time for God to build me up in the things of God, not the things of my flesh, but the things of God and built me to a place now I can speak to him. It would be the same thing he had to do to Moses. Moses had a settlement problem, but God called him to lead a nation. That would be a challenge internally because he had a settlement problem. You don't think that played on his psyche? for every single time that he may have had to speak to people and to lead to people. And so I think that's where the place I was at is that when God has you in a cocoon or he has you on a potter's wheel, he doesn't throw away pieces. All he does is form them again. And that's where I believe God started to do some mighty and great things in my life. His hand was still on my life, but he started to show me things. There's nothing about seeing Because you're going to be a visionary, but God also going to help you, allow you to see. And that's why I talked about a little bit in the book there as well with Joseph, with his dream. Some dreams you can't tell to people. There are certain visions that you may not be able to tell to people because the people don't have the capacity to handle your dream.
2: So you got to be
1: careful with what God gives you and just go ahead and do what God calls you to do. But if you don't have the confidence you're gonna think that you need a whole team, a whole crew, uh, a whole entourage of people to get something uh, done where God called you to get it done. So we got to be careful.
2: Ah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we <laughs> you know, as you're speaking, it's making me um it's 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 helping me to remember you know a lot of things that God has given me to say and one of the things was you know we don't know how to handle certain things when it's initially in our possession like you said God has to teach you how to handle it God has to teach you how to maneuver God has got to teach you who to share it with you know i, I was in a in a cab with in an uber And there was a young man who was driving and you know just and I never talk oh pastor Jason I don't get don't don't talk to me cuz I don't want to I just want to get to my I just don't talk but for some reason the the Lord just telling me to talk to him and one of the things I said I asked I did ask him I was like well he was saying how he has like something else he does other than the uber and I said well what else what else is it that you do and he he was like Oh well, I can't really say it because um, you know I don't want to put it out there. And you know I said, okay, listen, let, let's establish one thing. I'm in your car. I'm out your car. The 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 the, the possibility of me stealing mm-hmm. your idea mm-hmm. is gone. That's shot. Because first of all, you're about thirty right. years my youth. So uh, I, I my where I am, you're not. Where you are, I'm not. So you ain't got to worry about that. That's I said, right. but. I said, go ahead and tell me. I said, it's safe. It's safe. So I said to him, I said, well, I'm a pastor. So I said, you know God, right? Because he had said something about going to church or whatever. I said, you know God, right? I said, just, just trust me. Just trust me. Mm-hmm. And he started sharing. And when we got to the house, the Spirit of the Lord told me to, to, to give him money. And I said to him, I said, if I tip, will it get? all of it get to you and so I said all right give me your personal cash app or Zell or whatever because God just told me to send you something and he was, right. he was stuck he was literally stuck and I said to him I said let me share something with you I said when God gives you something you have to know who to share it with when to hold it
0: That's right. and who
2: not to That's share right. it with I said those are three different things I said pay attention to what I'm saying who to share it with, when to hold it, and who not to share it with. And I said, God told me that's to right. bless you. I said, so when I mm-hmm. was asking you, you have to be able to discern when the Lord is actually telling you to move. And mm-hmm. that's what I hear when I hear you mm-hmm. speaking. We have to know when God gives us a vision, when God gives us a word, when we have to hold it and when we have to share it and when we do, who are we sharing it with? Because that right there could be the the one false move that sends everything into a spiral. Now, we got a few minutes left and I wanted to share that with you because I wanted to kind of put a stamp on understanding what you were saying about that gift and that Joseph vision. You know, um, but yet God used everything to his glory. And, you know, we're talking yeah. about your environment matters. I see, you know, you yeah. have, and you've spoken about your environment for, you know, a few times in, in, in this, yeah. for this morning. And, you know, as we're closing, we, I, wanna, I want you to infuse that with guidance, with your chapter about mm. guidance. Because that's what I was merging in my story, how God gives you your environment, your environment of driving a car. So, you know, you're not going to sit and tell everybody what you're doing on the side, but know that when someone is speaking to you, you got to know when to give it because part of your guidance can come through your sharing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you're 100% right about that. So... You know everybody's environment i think a lot of us have a story where where we come from and stuff like that was not the best area or environment that we um have been in but it is not for us to um, become lazy of where we are we are destiny type of people and um we cannot become comfortable on the environment that we live in and so what i believe through time um, through sports and through meeting certain people, there were certain people who gave opportunity. None of us are our makeup that's made. None of us are just our own. We've learned things. People spoken to our lives. We had friends. We had, you know, different people out there that, that help us build or to make up of who we are, right? And so when I think about that is that people were placed in our life or in our path. To give us opportunities, and it's always been sent by God, you got to just discern if it's for you or if it's not and so when I think about that, I had people along my journey that would vouch for me, and I never forget because i I call myself to be. More of a versatile type of person, and so my upbringing, even being able to go to college and playing baseball, um, that I was not only uh, surrounded by my culture. Um, um, I've learned how to work with different cultures and different nationalities, be able to speak their language, and 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 not be too. Let me phrase it and be transparent, not to be too hood and to be ratchet, but you got to learn when to turn things on and turn things off, and so when I played baseball, um, I had white coaches, but I also had a mother and a father who allowed me to finish up one of my semester classes at their home because I didn't have the money, and when I think about things like that, it was not like it was a charity type of thing for them. But what they realize is that some people are unfortunate, but I'm blessed to be a blessing to them. And so when I think about it as a whole is that God sent people to help me along my journey to get me to a better place. And so sometimes the atmosphere, your, your own personal atmosphere is not always conducive to where you are. But if you can see in the process and not give into to the status quo, that there will be some support that will help you. And that's what happened to me where I was able to finish up some things in my life and, 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 and God uh, uh, put people in my life that encouraged me, that gave me opportunity, that saw where I was weak at and, and, and been a blessing to my life. And so if that was something that I didn't allow, allow people to see, they would not know. And so what I did was allow them to see that, hey, I don't have it all there. I need help in this subject. Uh, I need help with this class. And guess what? I got somebody who can help you so that will, you know, help you to become better in that place. And so when I think about all of those different things is that we are in an environment, right, that may not be conducive for us, but we can't just lay down and give up. We can't go ahead and quit and think that this is the end of a thing. But we got to continue to keep on fighting against the status quo, against our environment, to who we want to be and who we want to become, because the places where we are today, honestly, is only building us to make us stronger to where we really are destined to be. So we can never lose sight and focus of where God placed us, right, and for us to die in that place. But God has called us to live in that place. And when he's called you to live in that place, there's a certain brightness or a light about who you are and how God created you. And now he's just going to use you uh, for a greater glory. And But never allow the environment to destroy who God is really called to be. Not your dreams. Not your purpose, not your vision, not your business plan, not for your children at all. So never give in to the environment that you are. If you got to shift and you got to move, I'm going to tell you to go ahead and do that. But many a times I did not want to move. I didn't want to move out of my environment, but God thrust me out of my environment because he said something bigger and better for myself. And sometimes you have to move to a different place to have better vision and better clarity. God did not bring Moses to the mountaintops for his vision to stay blurry at the bottom, but he brought him to the top so he can see better. And he can give him some downloads and information to go ahead and, and, and write the Ten Commandments and to speak to the children of Israel. So, We never, God, we never, ever want to despise um, our environment or where we come from or our beginning. But it is not for us to stay stagnant in that particular place. But God wants to mature us. He wants to grow us so we can become better.
2: Amen. 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 You know, hopefully, prayerfully, with all that you have said, You know, um, we are now our mouths are watering to get a hold of this book. And give us the name of the book again, please, Pastor Jason, and tell us how we can get uh, a hold of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. The book is called, uh, entitled, I Believe Me. My delay has purpose. And I have a website where you can go ahead and purchase that. Um, that is going to be Jason J-A-S-O-N. Uh, the number two F-I-V-E last name Powell P-O-W-E-L-L dot com. You can purchase that book. Um, and I can go ahead and sign that right through the website, or you can get the um, the actual download sent to you from Amazon. and just have to put the author and the book of the name in there, and you'll be able to see that. I am also on Instagram at jpowellcollection. Uh, that deals with my whole entire brand from men's accessories to women's accessories, uh, and there's an extension on there. Um, that goes to my wife, on my daughter's website as well with her, um, her her eyewear, and so that's how you can reach me. And I believe that this book will be just a seed planted, one planter, one water, uh, one plants, one water, and God gives you increase. So I believe that this will be something um, that will help you along your journey. For those of you who think that it is an end. It's really not. It's a delay, but it's not a denial. So that means that where you are and where God has you, there is just something that you are about to give birth to, and you will not die in your process. So, but I thank you all, and I just want to take the time out to thank you for allowing me to be on your radio station uh, today. Pastor Steph, uh, really appreciate you and your team and, and hosting me well. Uh, it is truly a blessing um, to be here, to be able to share that.
2: Amen amen thank you so very much for taking the time i know you're a busy busy man you know for taking the time to just share um some real real life saving tips some god given mm-hmm. guidance um to those of us who are listening you know the best part about it is it just it doesn't stay here you know as you give You know whatever it is that God has you to deliver to us it spreads because we're telling people and you know if you never if we never hear from you again which we will by the way that's not saying I'm not having you back because I gotta have you back (laughs) but you know it's just a blessing it's a blessing that you actually took the time you know um, blessings to your wife Pastor Kim and we give God thanks for her because we know that you know that's part of of how you move having that yes. that partner um, right beside you. And um, you oh, tell them about your Facebook page as well.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. So I'm on, um, on Facebook as well. Um, that is going to be Jason uh, Bentley Powell. So I'm on there. Um, me and my wife are, uh, also have a life group called Transparency. And we just believe that God has given us something for people to come and be authentic to be able to share your authentic of who they are, and it's a safe place for things to be shared, to be pushed, or to be coached, because many of us don't understand that we all need to be delivered from something. And so God has given me and my wife a platform to be able to speak, minister um, to to other individuals through prayer, through deliverance, all of those different things there. So I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, um, online as Jason Bentley Powell on Facebook, and uh, the link to the transparency is just the word. Um, transparency uh, on my like page so hopefully we can connect with those of you or who have questions and we can go ahead and hopefully shine some light on some situations uh, in your life or just give you some good information
2: amen amen and I got to have you two on the relationship clinic uh, we got to get those schedules together I know you two are busy people all right you got to join us for the relationship clinic based on what you gave us today okay, awesome. I know you two together must be a powerhouse. So, again, thank yes. you very much yes. for just sharing yes. with us this morning um, blessings on all your endeavors. And you'll be back, God spared. You'll be back. Got to have you back yes, um, to, to give us much more because there's a lot more in you that God has given for us. So you have a blessed yes. day, and we will keep in touch, and yes, we you will be back soon.
1: Absolutely. Uh, once again, I just thank you for for having me on and sharing this platform.
2: You're welcome. Amen. Amen. Blessings, my brother, Pastor Jason Blessings Bentley.
0: Blessings
2: to you. All righty. What a blessing! What a blessing! What a blessing! You know, it's it's so good when you can have someone who comes from a grassroots and who talks about it. You know, a lot of us come from grassroots, and, you know, again, we don't share. We don't share that information. And, again, like I said earlier, you know, we've walked into an era where people really just don't understand, understand that you understand. They will tell you in a minute, you just don't get it, you just don't understand. And, and I, you know, I remember someone telling me, you talk white. We would have never thought you came from the projects. And I'm like, Well what is white? <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie talks white? Why? Because I don't talk hood. No, you I don't have to walk around that, you know, with a cape that said Edenwald on it. No, I mean I was I was raised from nine to twenty two years old. I was there. I was there during the crack. Um Epidemic, and I know what it is to come from the hood. I know what it is to come from the hood. I didn't leave, you know, and go to another school. My parents didn't have me in private school. I went to the regular elementary, the regular junior high, the regular high school. But that doesn't say that that's the way I should walk around. And. When someone said that to me I was like, Well what does that mean? I don't get that. And no, I I'm sorry, I don't have to walk around and, and and speak, you know, as though, you know, you gotta know where I come from. You know, I raised my children on a different in a different environment. I didn't want my children in that environment. And the junior high school that Pastor Jason just talked about, two of my girls went to that same junior high school, and he probably may have gone to the same high school as one of the girls, so, you know, I I know where he's coming from and, and what it was back then when he was growing up in it, and this is just a testament as to who God is, who God is in our life. You know, we don't realize that God is in our life before it manifests itself, And that's what he was saying, you know, all while he was throwing the parties, all while he was in the hood, all while he was, and let me tell you something, Pastor Jason is easy on the eyes, oh, let me tell you. When he says the women, I can only imagine, especially back then, but he's easy on the eyes, a very nice-looking young man, so being a party promoter and things like that, I'm sure he had no problem with Although there was not the confidence, he says, and, you know, he surrounded himself with other people who he knew could get the job done in other areas where he felt he couldn't. God was always there. God was Always there, and we just don't know it. We just don't have any idea. And it's not until we are where we are, it's not until he's now the Jason, it's not until now I'm the Steph, that when you go back into the recess of your mind and you realize, ooh, I was there, ooh, this is where I came from, ooh, that's what I've gone through, you don't realize that God was always there. He says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And if he's at the beginning and at the end, oh, you better believe he's in the middle. So while Pastor Jason was going through all of that process, God was there. And you know he was there, especially when Pastor Jason put a pin on when, I, as I said, the flat tire. When he was just in one spot for a minute. And I love when he said, you know, I didn't get a church experience. Ooh, I got a God experience. Because, see, that's what we think. We think if we go sit up in church long enough, if we go sit up in five, six different churches, it's going to happen. But your relationship matters with God. Don't be just that pew filler. You have to have that relationship with God. That's how you get. Delivered. Just going to church is not gonna get it done. Go. Just going to church is not gonna get it done. No more than not going to church is gonna get gonna get it done. And I say that because how many people have you heard say, "Well, I, you know, after I stop smoking, I'm coming to church. After I stop doing this, I'm stop coming to church." If it weren't for God, you wouldn't be stopping anything, whether you acknowledge God or not. It's God who delivers. You ain't doing none of this on your own. And that's why a lot of times it doesn't stop until we find God. Because, see, God says, I don't do things so that man can take credit for it. I'm a jealous God. I need the credit for it. You need to acknowledge where it comes from. All good and perfect gifts come from the Lord. So this particular journey that we heard about today, just like I said earlier, Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank with your particular, with your situation. And know that wherever you are, God is with you right now. God is with you right now. I don't care if you feel him. I don't care if you think about him. I don't care if you acknowledge him. He's there right now. If you are listening to this broadcast on a regular basis, can I tell you something? He's with you now. Because there's a reason why you keep tuning in. We only talk about one thing here. We may use different channels and different stories to get the job done, but we only land in one place every day. I don't care who it is we have on or what it is we talk about. And boy, do we talk about everything on this broadcast. It is not one of those broadcasts where it's just church, God, the Bible, but we land. There's only one landing strip here every day. So if you're on here every day and you just find yourself, I just got to tune in to his due time with Pastor Them. I just got to get on. That's because God is nudging you to be here. Take today's testimony and use it as a guide. Because I'm going to tell you something. We're not really hearing the E. True Hollywood story as much as we got. We're not here. you can't put all of that in no book. There's some stuff that happened that we will never know. So even as much as, as, as Pastor Jason has put out today, he has let us know by all means that Jesus saves. And it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter your age. Jesus saves. That's what he's pushing. That's what he's giving us this morning. And we can't miss that message. This is a young man. That's, that's the thing that really drew me also. When I looked at his picture, I'm like, yo, he's young. And I always tell you, my congreg- the congregation that God gave me, they're young people. They're, they're his age. And for him to tell the story that he has, losing his cheerleader, as he put it, it has to be a blow. It has to be a blow. And we give God thanks that he could have gone down a very different road. A very different road that it took him much longer to come back from. But he's here with us today. And we got to give thanks for that. We have to give thanks for how God uses people and their struggles. He uses, and he gets the glory at the end. You know, we can't authentically say at times, God put me here, God took me through that, God made me do that. We can't say that unless God tells us that. But we do know that he allows it so that he can get the glory from it. Do you think he wants to see us suffer? No. But he knows that at the end of the day, he's going to get the glory. There's something coming out of this. So we're, you know, we're going to pray that something comes out of this for you. And I don't know why I'm on the brink of tears this morning. I don't don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I just, I can't put my finger on it. I think it's something that he said, um... That's been a real, that's hard on the eyes for me. And I kind of talked about it yesterday about the way the enemy um, moves to destroy us. And we're allowing it. We're allowing it. And, And it hurts. It hurts to see so much potential, but yet we allow the enemy to do what he wants to do in our life. And... And I'm not talking about the sinful person. I'm not talking about the person in the street. I'm talking about us. Those of us who claim Jesus is our personal Savior. Those of us who tell people that we're in the Lord. Those of us who tell people, you know, that we're, we're, we're in the army of the Lord. And yet, you war against correction. I don't want to hear nothing about no change. I don't like change. That's not God's people. That's not God's people. That is not God's people. When the word of God says that he is a God of decency and order. If your life is out of order, then you want your life to be holy. And that does not mean perfection. Perfection. Because man's perfection, we ain't never going to get there. Understand the struggle, but always be pressing toward that mark. Let's go before the Lord. As I like to say, holding hands and holding hearts. Definitely, Father God, we come before you. And Lord, we just thank you for being kind enough to breathe the breath of life into us today, to usher us into a wonderful, wonderful morning we thank you dear heavenly father for sharing your pastor jason with us this morning god we thank you dear heavenly father for giving us the hearing ability we thank you dear heavenly father for giving us the understanding we thank you dear heavenly father for paying the bills so that regardless of where we were where we are we could just log in Pick up the phone and listen and be blessed by this testimony this morning. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for opening up Pastor Jason's mouth. Thank you for helping him to understand that he must share because we have lives in our hands. And you need us to share that others are delivered, because everybody believes that they're in the worst situation. But I thank you for always showing us that you're in the middle. Thank you for always investing in us. And this morning, we didn't know what we would get. But we knew that as long as we logged on, as long as we called in, there would be an investment today. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for shining a light on a life that could be used, that would be used to help deliver. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, because you love us in a special way, that you don't want any of us to perish that you love us in a special way that you would send your son to suffer and die for us so that we might have a right to the tree of life, that he rose on that day so your power could be shown. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for reversing the curse of the fall. We give you thanks today, God, as you consistently look beyond our faults and find our needs. Thank you, God. Thank you for touching on each and every one of our lives through one story. We can all pull something from this one story, and that's the kind of God you are, that you don't only speak to one of us at a time. That you're that kind of God, that your one word can bless everyone at the same time. So we thank you for every listener. We thank you for everyone who was obedient this morning to come on, whether they were invited by Pastor Jason, whether they are a normal, uh, everyday listener, or if they were just, just surfing And they landed here, they don't understand that they were divinely sent. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for never giving up on us. For all of us who have a testimony, as Pastor Jason does, that we came from and out of that type of environment. And we could have ended up someplace else. We thank you, God, for being there. We didn't know you. We didn't acknowledge you. We hadn't given our lives to you, but you were there anyway. Oh, we didn't know you would use us, God. We didn't know that you had already chosen us, God. We didn't know we would survive it, God. We didn't know we would be here today, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. How can we say thank you? It seems so trivial. It seems so small for all that you have done. Thank you. As we all sit back and think about that one spot, just one, just one of many, where we could have been gone, sleeping in our grave. But you said not yet. You said not yet. You said not yet. yet. Oh, Pastor Jason talked about who got shot, who got killed, who was murdered, but he's here to tell the story. That bully could have had his name on it. Thank you. And somebody else would have been, could have been telling the story, but it wouldn't be him. And we declare that every, every stop, every single pin that was was put in this morning blessed everyone's lives thank you god we need you this is just another 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 another, another opportunity For us to see That we need you You know he also spoke about God that that there was a pause Even on his His response How he Dealt with And God I'm lifting up everyone Who has Taken a blow but they have not Dealt with it yet That you would just Continue to have your finger on the pulse of their life and that they would turn to you because sometimes when there's a delay we move destructively but we're, we're rebuking that right now that whatever it is that hasn't been faced, dealt with that they would hand it to you, that they would turn and face you, that they would lay it all on the altar, that they would surrender all to you so that you could carry them through. That you may not have allowed them to deal with it at another time in their life because it would not have been dealt with properly. But now today is a different day. Today they've heard the story Of Pastor Jason, and now they understand that it can be done if it's placed in the hands of the Lord. So today, today's a new moment in our life that 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 we didn't think we could, but now we can because you've released the ability to do so. Thank you once again. Thank you one more time. How can we stop saying thank you to you? Because no matter whether we look north, east, south, or west, you're there. And you are carrying us through. We give you the glory and the honor. So rightly do your name today. In the precious name of Jesus, God, we ask you to bless Pastor Jason and Pastor Kim's lives, that you would bless all the lives that they have touched and are touching and will touch. We ask you, God, to bless their family, their ministry, the words in their mouths, the life, the life that they live, the hands that they hold, the hearts that they share. We ask you, God, to just surround them with love and power and a sound mind. So that they can take and continue to march forward as soldiers in the army. And the kingdom of God would be blessed. Even more so. Because they're in it. And that they can bring everything that they've been through and their victories and triumphs into the kingdom of God. We ask you to just bless them abundantly. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for blessing us with them today. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. How can we stop thanking God? How can we stop saying thank you to the Lord for always? doing his job. He never gives up on us. I don't care what it is that we've done, whether it's pleased him or not, he does not give up on us. And just giving God thanks that he doesn't treat us like we treat one another. When we all fed up and tired and we don't want to do it no more and I can't take it no more. Because we've all been there.
1: We've all been there.
2: We have all been there. But we give God thanks that he doesn't handle us the same. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Jesus. That he does not handle us the way we handle one another that no matter how bad it gets, no matter how low we are, God is always there. And I think about, you know, the fact that he rescued Stephanie. He included me in his plan. He brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And he didn't have to do that. You know, when we beg to stay in sin, you know, you ain't got to come out with the words and say, God, please let me stay here. Just your actions. (laughs) Help God. He helps him know we ain't planning on stepping out of sin. Because just like Pastor Jason said, we can suppress the Spirit of the Lord. God gives us that as a gift, and it's a major gift. But we don't have to take the leading of the Lord. The Bible tells us don't quench it. So clearly, it means that we have the ability to do so. And boy, do we see it. We see it when we watch people live a sinful life after they have declared that they belong to him. And I ain't talking about somebody who declared it 15 minutes ago. I'm talking about somebody who's supposedly been in this for years. And you look at them and you're like, wow. They're still at it. And I'm not talking about from a, a, a judgmental side, a condemning side. I'm talking about just from an assessment side. You know, you could be praying for them or just watching them. (laughs) But the point I'm making is it can happen. And if we're not careful, it can happen to us. So that's why the Bible says be careful because it just might be you. So the Lord has really been dealing with me recently. Don't Talk more than pray. When you see that, Stephanie, pray. When you don't hear that or don't see that, pray. And it's something that I've been able to pass on to Shanti. And I've just been asking her just simple questions. Have you sought God in everything that you do? So let's make sure that we seek God before we do anything. And that way we know it's the right thing to do. Bentley Powell, for blessing us this morning immensely. And we pray for the success of his book and his life in the Lord. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. We talk to the men tomorrow. So make sure you join us. Until then, I love you.